Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Wrapping up the NFC South conversation today with the Carolina Panthers as we pop on out to the KDOS hotline. Mike Lassett, Charlotte Sports Live. Mike, appreciate the time on the show today. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be here. So when Bob's out of town, what do you do differently? Do you just take it off the rails? I mean, what what goes on to a Kayla show versus a Bob show? Oh, we might talk a little more golf. Um, yeah, I, I try okay. not to keep it too to, to get it too far off the rails. That that's I, never I good, right? I, I appreciate that, and I'm so happy you guys reinvited me on because I was so. I remember talking about Jerry Colangelo and Cotton Fitzsimmons and Dan Marley getting drafted last time. And I confused the two, which I felt awful about. And I thought, I'm never going to get another chance on this show. And so when you texted me the other day, I felt absolute redemption. So I'm very excited to be here. Well, how about this? We'll redeem ourselves. How do you feel Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion announced that they're going into the Ring of Honor jerseys retired for this upcoming season for the Phoenix Suns? No, that's awesome. I mean, obviously everyone remembers the glory days, the 90s uh, Suns with Barkley and Marley and AJ. But then that, that... that team that came in after that, they were an exciting bunch. And with Mike D'Antoni running the show, I mean, they were doing some some phenomenal things. Uh, great book, The Seven Seconds or Less Sons by Jack McCollum. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard have read it. But it's a, I, to me, anytime Jack McCollum picks up a pen and starts writing, you got to read the basketball book. So, yeah, no, that, I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely, and that's some good summer reading, so we'll have to put that on the docket for next summer as we're approaching football season, which we'll get into right now with the Carolina Panthers. And, of course, I'll start with new head coach Frank Reich. Uh, The staff he has brought together, Thomas Brown as offensive coordinator, Ijiro Rivero as defensive coordinator. There is a lot of experience and former players on the staff as well. So how does all of that seem to be coming together with everyone working together? Is Frank calling plays? And is this Averro's defense? How's this all kind of coming together? Well, it is a Vero's defense, and that was a wonderful hire that, that Frank Reich made in regards to Ejero. Uh, you know, if you remember, Ejero was coming off that stint with the Broncos, and uh, he was a candidate for the Panthers' job. And I think when they took Reich, they said, hey, you know, we know we took you, but we also got this guy here that we think is really good. Give him a look. And he, he said, yeah, Ejero is great. And Ejero is, is going to do some things for the defense. Uh, that that are different than what we had last year under Steele Wilkes and before that Phil Snow. Uh, they were four three last year. They're going three four this year. I think Avero looked at the roster and realized they had some tremendously athletic linebackers and really wanted to utilize that. As for the offense, Thomas Brown. I mean, he's the guy in charge. But I mean, we'll see how much Frank Reich really takes control of that. The joke around the office is, you know. Uh, Frank Reich hired Thomas Brown to run the offense, to basically run the offense that Frank Reich has designed. And if Brown doesn't do it, and if you don't do the the thing that I created, then guess what? You're first off the line. So it'll be interesting to see how hands-off Reich is in regards to that situation. I would think at some point this year, if things aren't going to go right, he's going to go much more hands-on. But he's got a lot of other things to worry about with this team. It it really, I was talking to um, Peter King, of NBC Sports, and I'm not one to name drop, but any time that I can say that I was talking to Peter King, I will gladly do it and run with it. Uh, but but King King said something along the lines of, when he looked at this team, it's an expansion team. And he's not wrong. I mean, there's just so many new guys, so many new positions, and 
not only new players, but new coaches. So there's just a lot of newness with this squad. There's a lot of excitement, but there's also, Kayla, a lot of unknown. Absolutely. And for Peter King, can you call him a legend, even though he's still doing it and doing it well? Oh, absolutely. And I completely fanned out when I saw him. Holy, like, it, it's funny because I've been doing this for 20 years, so a lot of times when I meet players, like, ah, oh, you know, it's Bryce Young. I'm, you know, Bryce Young, he's a kid. You know, he's a young kid. But, like, you see Peter King. It's like, the Peter King. So I went running up to him and I said, can we can we do an interview? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I'm sure he got a kick out of it. But it was great talking to him. He, he's got – I mean, he, he – He's con- he's got the concerns I think that are fair when when you look at this team I think of what everyone else back here there's a lot of talent but there's also a lot of untapped potential too and we just don't know I mean it, you know I, I, since Bryce Young has gotten here everyone has done nothing but sing his praises and a lot of it is completely deserved but I also wonder if it's like you know we're also trying to pad this guy's ego a little bit to get him confident for what's ahead because let's face it come Saturday first preseason game things are only going to get tougher. Mike Lassett, Charlotte Sports Live here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. You mentioned Bryce Young there. Uh, you know, how has he been looking in camp? And I imagine there's some rookie growing pains. Uh, we're going to see a lot more in that first preseason game. But do you personally see any uh, reason to have concern for his size at the NFL level? I think that'll always be there. I think that'll always come up. I mean, Doug Flutie never escaped it throughout his entire career. Uh, so I think I think. Whenever something goes wrong, that'll probably be the first thing that, that, that people mention. I will say, compared to when we saw him in spring workouts, he did look significantly, well, not significantly, but, but he did look bigger. And that, that was a goal for them. They wanted him to get with nutritionists and, and nutritionists and try to bulk up a little bit. The key was for him not to get too bulky to the point where he's putting extra stress on his knees. I think he's at a right level right now. I, I think I think he he's as good as advertised. The Panthers you know, knew what they were doing when they when they traded up to get him. They wanted him all along. He looks good uh, he, for the most part. I mean, we I've seen him. I've seen some good days for him, and I've seen some bad days for him, but mostly good days. The two the the bad day was I mean, going back to last Saturday. That ironically, again, not to name check, but that was the day that Peter was there, and it was by far the worst day for Young and the worst day for the offense. He he, he looked rushed with pressure and. And the defense coming to him, that's going to be a concern, I think, early on. Made a lot of rush decisions, some bad decisions, just didn't look good. And it did kind of make everybody step back a little bit. But when Young went to the podium, he owned up for his mistakes. When Reich went up to the podium, he said, you know what? Today stunk, but I'd rather this happen now than week three. This is a good example of us going back to the drawing board tonight. Bryce is going to go to bed. He's going to be thinking about it. and He's going to come back extra motivated the next day to come in and do better. And that's exactly what happened. It was a much better day. When I saw the Jets come into town on, goodness, now my days are confused. I believe that was Wednesday. That was the first day of Jets practice, the only day of Jets practice. They started doing uh, seven-on-sevens and then 11-on-elevens, you know, offense versus defense, Jets defense versus Panthers offense. And at times, Young looked a little shaky, but he came right back. He, he, He got through some tough times. He figured it out. And I think those are positive signs. If you're a Carolina Panthers fan, that hey, this guy has what it takes to, to to not only be talented at the moment, but to get better and to develop as a great quarterback. Mike Lassett, Charlotte Sports Live, right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra points. So the team brings in Miles Sanders at running back, also along with Chuba Hubbard there in the backfield. How's that tandem looking, and can that tandem take pressure off of Bryce Young to help start the season? 
Well, Trouble was here last year. It was remember when they traded uh, when they traded Christian McCaffrey. They were left with uh, Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. They decided to let Foreman go. They bring in Sanders, who had a wonderful year last year playing for the Eagles. But if you recall, he's had some health problems, and right now he's dealing with a groin issue. He's not going to play in tomorrow's preseason game. Uh, by all accounts, if Sanders can play the way that he played last year with the Eagles. He is in line for a great year. The one thing that Reich has really said of, at least I don't have to worry about this, is the offensive line. This was an offensive line that was in shambles before the start of last season. You can say what you want about Matt Rule, and you can say what you want about what he did, but he did leave the offensive line in better shape uh, than when he got there. I mean, they, they brought in guys like Bradley Bozeman. They drafted Icky Aquano. Now these guys have played a year together for the most part, they're, they're, they're all back, and and with their help and expertise, Sanders could have a great year, and yes, that could take a lot of pressure off of Bryce Young. But again, this is one of those things where, you know, here's a, a new guy in a new scheme, and he's got questions of health, and if he, if, 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 if. So yes, if he's able to do all these things, and if they're able to come together, then yes, it, it could take significant pressure off of Bryce Young. I'm sorry if I'm being dismissive with my answers, but you get what I'm saying, right? Absolutely. Uh, there's no DJ Moore. There's a DJ Chark now on the <laughs> roster. 30 catches with the Lions last season, 502 yards. Also brought in Adam Thielen here. Obviously, Thielen coming at it from a veteran's standpoint, but does he have gas left in the tank here? How does that wide receiver room, and I'll even throw in Hayden Hurst at the tight end position. How does all that kind of come together to help a young quarterback? Well, what, what did all those three names have in common? New, new, new. I mean, all those guys, all new. Uh, you, so, uh, Chark, another guy that that, that 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 has been great, you know, when he's healthy, but also coming off a tough injury-riddled season last year. Adam Thielen, uh, he finally played a full season last year, but that was the first time that he had done it since, I believe, 2018. Uh, I would suspect that, that Thielen will be the guy that Young looks to uh, target often. But he's had a great connection. One guy you did not mention was Jonathan Mingo, fellow rookie at Ole Miss. He had a great training camp. He figures to be a guy that's going to be in the offensive mix early on. And and I know it's probably been called before, but any time that Young throws a pass to DJ Chark, you got to go with Baby Chark as the, <laughs> signature, uh, the signature call. I, my buddy Anish is the radio guy. I'm trying to push that to him. It's not working, but I, I, I'm all for it. Mike Lassett, Charlotte Sports Live right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Let's toss this on over to the defensive side of the ball. Of course, Brian Burns, 12 and a half sacks last season. Uh, can he be unleashed again with Averro? Well, uh, there, uh, he, there's, quite, there's contract uh, uh, issues. Now, he, he could have easily said, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to hold out. But he wanted to be here. He thought there was a lot of good things going on with the team. He's coming back with a lot of momentum, coming off a great season last year. I mean, look, all he's got to do is play exactly what he, like he played last year, and he's going to get paid. He's entering the final year of his contract. He wants to be uh, among the highest paid at his position. I mean, but, hey, last year, 2022, career best, 12-and-a-half sacks, 63 tackles. Listen, they've set him up for success. They believe that this new defensive system is going to put him in great position to exceed those numbers. Now they just signed a new uh, edge rusher in uh, Houston that they think is also going to make a difference. It's going to be a fun year for the defense. Speaking of the defense here in the secondary, J.C. Horn, how is he health-wise? I guess let's just start there. 
Well, I mean, that's always a good question when you're talking about J.C. Horn. He's missed 18 games, first two seasons in the league. Uh, last year, he had a bad rib, bad wrist. He had foot issues, finished on the IR. But even, even when he did that, he still finished with three interceptions. I think this is going to be a crucial year for him. They, they know he's got talent. They know he's a difference maker. But they want to see that he can stay on the field, and that has been a problem his first two years in the league. Mike Lassett, Charlotte Sports Live right here on KDOS AM 1060. Uh, you know, overall, what's kind of the excitement level here with Frank Wright coming in and just the, the – we you touched on it. New is across the board here. Defense, there is a bit of consistency with, you know, Brian Burns. But is there kind of anticipation and excitement and uh, I guess hope because of the way that this NFC South is currently set up? No, you said it. I mean, there, there's a lot of ifs for this team. But the perhaps the greatest thing that they have going in their favor, other than you know the the, the legend of, of Bryce Young just beginning, is the fact that they play in this awful division. Uh, I mean, you, you talk about a situation where the Atlanta Falcons could go worst to first. Uh, you know, the Bucks aren't going to do much damage losing Tom Brady. Uh, the Saints may be someone you consider, but they're dealing with with issues with guys not being available at the start of the season. It's a possibility. I mean, you look at the Panthers' schedule, and I'll, I'll bring it up here in a second, but, I mean, there are situations where, hey, you know, if they are able to get off to a good start, I mean, you play uh, Falcons the first game, come back with the Saints. Let's say you go 2-0. and I mean, next thing you know, you, you can ride some of that momentum. You're playing, you know, you got, you got, you, you got down the stretch of the season. Again, that, 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 that you're playing those same teams. It's a possibility where they could win the division. It won't be by a lot. They won't set the world on fire. But it's not beyond the fact that they could sneak into the postseason. They almost did it last year. Yeah, they absolutely did. That was quite a, a turn of events. I think for week one for the Panthers, I mean, it's just so much of just throw your throw your hands up. I don't know. Like, how is Bryce Young going to look uh, to start the season? And also on the flip side for Atlanta, how's Desmond Ritter going to look? Well, and that's, and that's the thing, because Frank Reich, yesterday's practice was canceled. They're supposed to have one more with the Jets in Spartanburg. And it was canceled, so Panthers had one sort of hastily put together Zoom um, press conference. And, and basically, Reich even admitted exactly what we're saying right now. It's like, you know what? <laughs> this is not a normal team right now. There's not a lot of guys that have been on the field together. There's not a lot of guys that have been on the field in, in the NFL uh, of all the new guys on their roster. So I expect, and I think he intimated, that a lot of guys will be playing a lot more snaps than what you normally see in a preseason game, and I, I would expect that to be specifically talking about Bryce Young. It's not like he's going to go quarter one to quarter four, but I think maybe we should be getting a little better idea of where this team is based on what we see tomorrow. Uh, so with all of this in mind, I'm going to put you on the spot and make a really <laughs> challenging question for you. Over under seven and a half wins for the Panthers this season? I'll go over, but not by much. I'll, I'll, uh, that, I, I've learned that being the local sports anchor, you don't you don't get many friends and, and many uh, many many votes of of of, of confidence uh, if if you go against the home team. So I'll be a very respectful over on that. I think I, I, th- I think they'll I think they'll do. I, I think they will. I, I mean, you look at their their record last year. I mean, there were seven wins the year before, five wins the year before, five wins the year before, five wins the year before, 2018, 17. I think they're a better team than what they were last year. But I, but, I, but I think that, again, that's only if all these parts come together and work the way that they expect them to at this point in, 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 you know, in the season. 
Mike, this has been fantastic. Look forward to catching up with you down the road, and uh, maybe next time we'll have another Suns discussion. Anytime. I am down with talking. I got my Charles Barkley replica authentic jersey here, 92-93. I'm ready to go. And one more time, who? what was that book, Seven Seconds or Less? Seven seven seconds or less by the by the Mike Dan about the Mike D'Antoni sons from that year. There's some great riffs on on Phil Jackson in there because I think D'Antoni didn't like Phil. He used to talk about how he would uh, they'd elevate his chair <laughs> because he had a bad back, but it always they always would say he made it look like he was on a throne. It, it was really funny stuff. Yeah, if you're a Suns fan, I'd pick it up. Perfect. I appreciate it, Mike. This has been fun. Have a good rest of your Friday. You as well. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Once again, he is Mike Lassett there with Charlotte Sports Live.